Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and if you recognize that theme song, you know what time it is. It's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. We're so glad to be part, once again, of the broadcast family here at WMAF, and we're so glad that you have become part of the listening family of this radio station and this broadcast in particular. We're glad today to be part of the great company that is publishing God's Word, preaching the gospel to the nations of the world. Praise God. You say, well, uh, Pastor Venable, this is just a uh, local station, a small station here in Madison. Yes, yes, that's true. But it is connected to the World Wide Web. Anyone, uh, anywhere in the world that is connected to the World Wide Web by computer can hear this broadcast just like you're hearing it right there in Madison and North Florida. In fact, it wasn't too many months ago uh, that we were contacted from South Africa where a pastor there listens to WMAF and heard our broadcast and contacted us personally. So we know the gospel is going to the nations of the world. And sometimes it's through small stations and small ministries that that uh, in and of themselves could never get this done but because of the technology that we have today it is possible to get the gospel to the nations of the world so we're glad to be part of that great company proclaiming it we're glad to be part of the proclamation of the gospel with other ministers and ministries uh, right there in the Madison area that also broadcast their services over this station. And we just want to encourage you right now uh, to go to a church in your neighborhood, in your area, uh, of your choice, a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where you can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ consistently and be part of fellowshipping with others and encouraging others. We're in the last days and we're told to forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but much more as you see the day approaching. And I don't see how you can help but see, uh, in light of all the things that are happening in our nation and around the world, uh, that the coming of the Lord and the day of the Lord that follows His coming is very, very near. Praise God. So we want to get the gospel to the nations, and we want to get the Word of God into the heart of God's people that we, together, Together as Christ's great body. Hallelujah. You know, the body of Christ transcends denominational walls. Thank God that it does. It's bigger than any organization, and we need organization, and there's nothing wrong with organization through denominations, but there's something very wrong when we do not see our brothers and sisters from different uh, persuasions denominationally, but who believe the cardinal truths of Scripture as our brothers and our sisters, and we join together uh, to do the work of the kingdom, to be the witnesses, to be the light and the salt that God has called us to be in these last days. So we're going to talk about something uh, to strengthen our understanding of who we are in Christ and who Jesus Christ is in us. Today we're going to be talking about Jesus, 
our Redeemer. We're going to be talking about redemption in all of its facets and what it means to be redeemed today. Hallelujah. If you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, you have a great, great, great opportunity to bear witness to what God can do when someone comes to Him by faith and repents of their sins and receives Christ as their Savior. So we want to be that great witness today, and we want to have that great appreciation for just what it means to be saved. So if you have your Bibles, let's begin with Romans chapter 3 and verse 24 on the subject, Jesus, our Redeemer. When I say our, every blood-bought, blood-washed child of the living God. Amen. You know, there's a word, and I must say this before this teaching begins. The word brother or brethren, someone who did the math said it was like 341 times in the New Testament. The word brother or brethren. And in every case, that Greek root word means uh, from the same womb. This is, this is an absolute truth in Scripture. When you receive Christ as your Savior, you become my brother and my sister. And we need to recognize each other as brothers and sisters in God's great kingdom. Uh, not just uh, cliques uh, and not just little groups that are closed to everyone else that is Christian. If you're a true Christian today, <laughs> yeah, one man put it this way, we're womb mates. Hallelujah. Praise God. From the same womb of the gospel, we have become the children of the Most High God. And if you are a child of God today, a price was paid for you to be forgiven. And a ransom was paid. And the word that is representative of that is the word redeem or redemption. In Romans 3.24 it says, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. It is a Greek word that means in the New Covenant to ransom in full. Riddance, deliverance, but immediate, the immediate meaning, the root meaning, there could be no deliverance if the ransom price was not paid. And so that's why this word is so important. Without redemption, the other great words that describe our condition and position after being saved would be of none effect. If sin debt is not paid in full, we are simply not saved. We are not justified and we could never be sanctified. If we still owe a sin debt, then we are enslaved by Satan. We are the enemies of God. We are not able to enter into a fellowship relationship with God. We could have no spiritual authority. We cannot be declared righteous before a holy God. We cannot have faith. We could never approach God's throne with any kind of of confidence. We would be filled with doubt and fear. We would be lost and hopeless and helpless. But thanks be to God, Christ has brought us redemption. Redemption plays a central role in biblical theology. The basic shape of the doctrine is formed in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament first. But the full meaning of all that God 
has had eternally in mind is unveiled only in the New Testament. And I really believe we need this understanding of, of the Old Testament, the role of redemption in the Old Testament to get a clear understanding of the role and meaning of redemption in the New Testament. We used to sing that great camp meeting hymn, I'm, I'm redeemed by love divine, glory, glory, Christ is mine, all to him I now resign. I have been, I have been redeemed. You know, we hear a lot of words, sing a lot of hymns, and we may not grasp the real magnitude of the mercy that has been shown us in Christ. But when we begin to to do a word study, sometimes it becomes so clear. As far as I'm concerned, the more I study the word that I have been, that I have heard, that I have heard preached and, and heard sang, the more I understand the real meaning of that, what it cost to save me, and what a price that it was paid. Oh, friend, it makes me want to get that much closer to God, to follow Jesus with a deeper devotion, born out of love, to see following Christ as an opportunity rather than just a responsibility. So there are three Hebrew words that are translated redeem or ransom. Each one of them emphasizes a particular aspect of God's great grace and His provision for all mankind and all humanity. The first one we want to deal with is the word P.A., D-A-H, Pauda. It's pronounced Pauda. And in the primary root, it means to sever. It means, in effect, to ransom. And it was used commercially to indicate a transfer of ownership. The transfer came through payment of some equivalent or some equivalent transaction. The price, friend, has been paid in full by Jesus Christ in the New Covenant. We were Satan's property. We were his slaves. But now, because of God's redemptive plan and redemptive love, we belong to the Lord. There has been a transfer of ownership. We find this word originally in in one of the places where it really explains it in Deuteronomy 7 and verse 8. And it says, Because the Lord loved you, and because He would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Praise God. Oh, friend, we were severed from Satan and sin's bondage in the same way, set free to serve the true and the living God. You see, God's people knew that they were a people who had been delivered by God's intervention and were His unique possession. Before coming to Jesus Christ, we literally belonged to the devil. John 8 and verse 44 is very clear. And Jesus says, You are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. One translation says, You belong to your father the devil. This ownership gave Satan great influence and advantage to hold in bondage 
and servitude. Listen to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2. Ephesians 2 and 2. Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. In time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Now that we've come to Jesus Christ as our Savior, we've been set free. There has been a spiritual transfer of ownership that severs us from the devil's power and his authority. Colossians 1 and verse 13 simply says, Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of God's dear Son. Hallelujah. Verse 14 says, In whom we now have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. I like the amplified of this this translation. It says the Father has delivered and drawn us to Himself out of the control and dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. We now belong therefore to God. We are free to serve Him. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. There's been a transfer of ownership. We're not of our Father, the devil. But because we have been redeemed, because the price has been paid and the transfer has been made, we can now cry unto the God who redeemed us, Abba, Father. Praise God. Amen. This is, this is an intimate, personal, paternal relationship because the sin debt has been paid in full. The ransom price has been paid in full. And we know what the ransom price was. The scripture is very clear. You were not redeemed. You were not ransomed with silver and gold after the tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of a lamb without spot and without wrinkle. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1.13 says you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption, here's that word, redemption, of the purchased possession. Sealed in the Greek means to stamp with a signet or private mark for security or preservation. The sealing process establishes ownership and assures authenticity. Glory to God. And this earnest of our inheritance, earnest in the Greek, is a legal or commercial technical term meaning first installment, deposit, down payment that pays a part of the purchase price in advance and so secures legal claim to the to the act article in question. You know who thought the article is in question? It's me, my dear friend, and it's you. Praise God. In in modern Greek this word is also used for an engagement ring. The believer 
has fallen in love with Christ and is betrothed to Him. Paul used words like this, I've espoused you unto one husband, (laughs) hallelujah, through the gospel that you may be presented unto Christ, a chaste virgin. Now there's no way, no way that you or I could ever be presented in that pristine condition before God and before our Savior, Jesus Christ. No way in the world unless a transfer has been made, unless a grace and mercy has been granted that is so absolutely great. You know, the Bible said of the church in the New Testament, the ecclesia, which means called out ones, the church, that Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might present it unto himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy. Friend, we can't present ourselves before Christ in that condition, but we can be presented because of His provision, and it only comes through His grace. It only comes through His mercy, but it must be received by us. You see, the blood for our redemption, the ransom price, is nothing less than the blood of Jesus Christ. And the blood has been supplied by Jesus on the cross, but it must be applied by us, by faith. We must repent of our sin, and by faith receive Christ as our Savior. You know, the Bible said, by grace you are saved, through faith. It is the gift of God. It is not of works, lest any man should boast. No one who is going to heaven today, no one who has been ransomed and redeemed by the blood of Jesus will ever boast in any of our goodness or our righteousness. But we will boast in the blood of Jesus, in the ransom price that was paid for our sins. Praise God. Amen. This, this, the next word that we're going to deal with is G-A-A-L. Ga'al. In the Hebrew it means to redeem by the oriental law of kinship. This word places the emphasis on the relationship between the Redeemer and the redeemed. A word that we might use or a phrase is a kinsman redeemer. In Exodus 6 and verse 6, it says, Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage. This is this, this wonderful word coming up. And I will redeem you with a straightened out arm, a stretched out arm, and with great judgments. Redemption from Egypt was not only an act of purchase, but also an act of a kinsman moved by love. And in the New Testament, Jesus Christ is our kinsman redeemer. Someone has said accurately, biblically, the Son of God became the Son of Man, that He might make the sons of men the sons of God. I like that. Hallelujah. The Son of God became the Son of Man, 
that he might make the sons of men the sons of God. Friend, the book of Ruth in the Old Testament is the beautiful portrait of the kinsman redeemer. In Deuteronomy, this wonderful verse of Scripture uh, is seen so clearly uh, in verse chapter 25 and verse 5. It said, If brethren dwell together, and one of them die and have no child, the wife of the dead shall not marry without unto a stranger. Her husband's brother shall go into her and take her to him to wife and perform the duty of an husband brother to her. And it shall be that the firstborn which she beareth shall succeed in the name of his brother which is dead, and in his name, that his name be not put out of Israel. You see, Boaz married Ruth and thus became her kinsman redeemer. The son of this marriage, Obed, the father of Jesse, the father of David. You see, the redemption reveals a helpless humanity. And redemption affirms a God whose love drives him to take the part of the near kinsman. This is the wonderful thing about redemption. It is not an impersonal legal term. It is very intimate. It is very personal. Jesus became flesh, suffered and died as if he were a sinner, though he never sinned. And he did that as a kinsman redeemer. God is not sitting aloof in his heaven, giving commandments unto us that he knows in and of ourself we cannot keep. God came down. The second person of the Godhead, Jesus Christ, condescended and came down to be born into a manger, to grow up in a blue-collar family as a carpenter's son, at thirty years of age to walk into the temple and to declare, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He hath anointed me. Reading that scripture prophetic of Himself from the book of Isaiah, for He has anointed me to set the captive free. He's anointed me to set at liberty those that are bruised, to open the eyes of the blind. This is spiritual blind eyes initially. Though He healed the blind physically, this is in the spiritual context of our redemption and our salvation, and to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. That, that year of Jubilee, that's where that reference will take you from that verse to the Old Testament tradition of the year of Jubilee when, when bond slaves that owed, owed debts and were working it out were set free Hallelujah. And giving a, a blessing of money. They were free and blessed. And they could choose to stay or go. But they were certainly not under any debt any longer. They were free. And that's why the New Testament says of our redemption and our Redeemer, whom the Son has set free, is free indeed. Hallelujah. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, and He has sealed us with the Holy Spirit. Praise God, the earnest of our inheritance, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Praise God. We are set free to serve the living 
and true God today. We're not set free to sin. We're not set free to do our own thing. We are set free to serve the living and true God. A ransom has been paid. A transfer has been made. And a kinsman redeemer has paid the price so that we could be part of God's royal family. You know, the Apostle Paul said, Now you are the sons of God. And if sons of God, then you are heirs of God. And if heirs of God, you are joint heirs with Jesus. Friend, redemption is not just keeping you from going to hell and securing a place in heaven. That's the bonus. That's the byproduct of the greater work of redemption. And that is to bring us back to God, to restore fellowship with Him, and to bring us into God's family where we are called the sons and daughters of Almighty God, heirs of God through that sonship, and therefore joint heirs with Jesus Christ. This is a great redemption that we have today. You know, there's an Old Testament scripture that says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. This should bring us a boldness. The New Testament says, Hold fast your profession or confession of faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. I want you to know the purchase price for you has been paid at the cross, and it has been paid in full. And the transfer when you receive Jesus as your Savior, the transfer is going to occur. He's translated us out of the powers of darkness, out of the prison house of darkness and slavery to Satan and sin, and into the kingdom of His dear Son where Jesus now is our Master. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is our Sovereign. And Jesus Christ is our Savior. Uh, there may be someone listening to this broadcast today, and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. And, and you don't understand how much He loves you. And you don't feel that you could ever be worthy of being called His child, let alone His Son. Oh, friend, I want you to know the purchase price has been paid for your redemption. You have a kinsman redeemer in Jesus Christ. And if you choose to repent of your sin today and receive Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, <laughs> you can begin to say, I'm redeemed. By love divine, glory, glory, Christ is mine. And all to Him I now resign. For I have been, I have been redeemed. And I want to challenge you right now to come to know Jesus. Repent of your sin and come to Christ today and receive your down payment on heaven, the earnest of His inheritance. Oh, friend, 
God is so gracious. God is so good. God loves you so much. And today, if you don't know Jesus, please receive Him today. Don't let His sacrifice be given in vain. He has supplied the blood to redeem you. And you can apply that blood by receiving Him today. And if you're a Christian today, and you've lost the joy of your salvation, and you've lost that fervent desire to follow Him and serve Him and praise Him and love Him, consider that you have been ransomed. You've been bought with a price and you are not your own and you should revel in the freedom you have and joy in God through Jesus Christ. If you're away from the Lord, you've grown cold, church and doesn't even mean anything, lost the desire to worship, get out Sunday morning. Get in a church that loves to worship God, that stands on the Word of God. Hallelujah. And let's prepare ourselves as the body of Christ for the soon coming of our King who loved us, gave His life for us, purchased us with His own blood out of every kingdom, tongue, and nation. Hallelujah. And until He comes, let's keep on telling others the old, old story of Jesus and His love. Well, our time is gone. Would you come back next week right here on WMAF and let's talk about Jesus.